Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Brian Fonseca here to tell you about the multi-time award-winning series Out Now that is Side Hustle, which is created, executive produced, hosted, and edited by me. Brian Fonseca. Side Hustle is a sit-down interview series that taps into sacrifice, the odd avenues taken to progress closer to your ultimate dreams, and some jokes as well, because you know, we always gotta find funny, and we always gotta find time to laugh. Side Hustle has been named to the best TV and web series category at several different film festivals, including the 2020 International New York Film Festival, the New York Movie Awards, and a host of others. Be sure to watch season one in full right now on either brianfonseca.net or youtube.com slash Brian Fonseca. Brian with a Y, remember. All eight episodes, trailers, teasers, and promo are free to watch, and the series as a whole is approximately two hours long. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a side hustle. Be sure to watch season one, out now. by Vulture that has the 100 hip-hop songs, 100 best hip-hop songs, that define New York hip-hop. Really interesting. It has a lot of hip-hop heads, especially New Yorkers, like all of ourselves, discussing this. Uh, we got Brian Fonseca here, Jamal Murphy, my man Gerard Hector. Uh, all huge hip-hop fans, you know, we're always down to talk some hip-hop. I thought, guys, this was a it's kind of a nice coded word here, interesting list to say... Uh, the, the least here, I, I had some issues, as I know we all had some issues with it, but this is why they make these lists. And I kind of hate when these lists are like 100, because I just feel like it's too hard to rank 100 things anyway. Um, what did you guys think of the list? Uh, I'm glad this list came out. It's a good discussion, because we don't hear a lot about what defines New York hip-hop or the sound really kind of gotten away from that in hip-hop. What did you guys think of the list? I mean, I... So I was the one who sent it around, right, in, in the chat first. I saw it, and I really, I mean, full disclosure, I did it because I knew Brian would start wilding out. So that was really the my, <laughs> my that was really my first impetus. I was like, man, let me get him to wild out real quick about something. So I sent that, and, and I, I did. Like, I did. That's always entertaining for me when he starts wilding. But um, you know, going through it, my first thing whenever I see lists like this is first understanding, like, all right, like they ask a bunch of people and what the process is when they go through it, right? So they have people send in what they what their favorite song, uh, songs they think are define it, rank it, whatever. And then a bunch of editors sit around with all the people who, who send lists come in and they then assign certain points or whatever based on, I'm sure, frequency of it appearing on the number of times people have mentioned it. And then, of course, like their own biases in terms of New York, whatever and all that. So I was like, all right, that's one piece. My main thing was like, OK. Are all the right songs on there? Are there any glaring omissions? Like, that's the first thing. What song is missing? Not what order is in. And for the most part, I mean, we found a couple. We'll get into what we thought. Ooh, that probably could have been on there or whatever. But for the most part, I thought a lot of the songs were well represented. 
Then it came down to, all right, the order is kind of funny, you know, but then I said to myself, all right, but am I being like a get off my lawn dude and only worrying about my generation and not giving these young kids like who may like, you know, these younger artists any any love and respect, right? Thinking about how like if you had an older uncle or whatever who was into, you know, old school hip hop and you came out with your, no, man, but you don't know about Biggie Small. And he was like, man, nobody care about that dude, right? Like what? Like and you having the same conversation. So I tried to like be okay to the young kids because I don't really listen to new music to be to be fully transparent. A lot of these young dudes that are 18, 19 years old, I'm like, I don't even know who they are. But I thought overall, list was cool. Some definitely some definite omissions, and I got some quibbles with with order, but overall, I thought it was nice and, and it's a good conversation. The other thing is, and I know we'll get into it, is what what do we mean when we say New York and defining New York rap, right? Like, is it the sound of New York rap? Which I think changed over time right like i think it was a certain sound in the 70s and 80s 90s a certain sound and then we got into that glossy puffy era where it changed a bit right and then it changed again and it used to be where you can define rappers by their region you knew when you turned on a song you even know who it was You're like oh that's a midwest cat or oh that's a southern rap dude or oh that's a west coast guy now all rap kind of sounds a lot alike right very trappy and all that so i think it's interesting to talk about when we say defining the New York rap sound versus is this just a New York artist? Like Jay or Nas or Big, like, yeah, they're New York guys, So, but not every song they put out is a quote-unquote New York rap-sounding song. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd, I'd, absolutely, I'd absolutely agree with that. Um, I, for me, I'll say this. I think the New York sound to me, a thing that's defined the New York sound is, um, it actually, obviously New York artist has to be a part of it, but I think just sonically, and I explained this in our chat the other day. I feel like the sound is gritty drums, the use, the mix. And this is former. This is going into the 90s because Gerard is right. The sound is not like that today. Uh, the use of scratches and heavy on jazz samples. That's kind of been a staple of the New York sound. Now, that has evolved. But I will say that even if you look at some of the more modern records, the newer records by younger people on this list, even when they invoke some sounds of trap in it, there still is that grittiness to it that kind of ties into New York. And that's why I think you saw certain songs on this list that were from some younger artists that kind of still hit into that. Um, so I feel like that, that that is still the essence of the New York sound, in my opinion, at least. There's an essence of it. I think it's changed, but the essence kind of still always remains the same. Like an example for me would be like a, a All the Way Up. Even though it's a more recent song, Fat Joe, and it's an older artist, um, still having the... Uh, the horns in that song, even though the, the drums are more a little more modern and means more to trap, the horns in that song still define a New York sound, and that that was on the list. Uh, my issues that I had with some of the list was I, I kind of the same as you, Gerard. I thought some of this there were certain songs that I felt like definitely should have been higher than where they were that I feel were iconic New York songs. Maybe some of it is my bias of what I loved in that time, but a song I think it was like Electric Relaxation was 79 mm -hmm. and i'm like that is a beat like to me the songs that define it are they're so strongly defined because the beat on its own strongly defines yes. the new york sound sonically sonically yeah. electric relaxation take the lyrics out that beat is iconic new york shook ones part two which actually is the number I one mean, song on this yes. is iconically <laughs> new york new york yeah. state of mind nas those are just iconic new york sounds just straight off of the the beat itself so you know, when I saw stuff like that low, I had a little bit of issues. But I actually thought these this this list, Vulture, I thought they kind of nailed the top 10. Um, there will be some controversy with some people with Bobby Schmurter's hit single. Uh, <laughs> hot was in the um, hot N-word was in the top 10 and 6. 
I th- I didn't have a major problem with it because it's I, that was a huge record in New York and kind of ushered in this new New York hard sound. So right. I didn't have a problem with it, but I liked it. Murph, what do you, what did you think about the about the list? Because um, you know, no, la- yeah, go ahead. I mean, first first it's like, what are we what are we talking about? Like, what do what do they mean? Like, what what you know, thing the the top, the top songs that that uh, represented New York sound. I mean, you know, well, when I, I, when I the, the, the list says the 100 songs that define New York rap ranked. It's not a sound; it's an attitude. Right. No, I agree. So, so an attitude. The way I think of it is like a song that blew up in New York, mm-hmm. um, became like a New York kind of anthem first, and then and then transcended everywhere like you know across the everybody else picked up on it because you know because it was like uh you know a new you know the that classic new york sound and it and it resonated around the country so i'm thinking of stuff like that and when i think of new york rap you know i'm thinking like lyrics um you know you know the the different kind of slang and of course like raw beats that that's what that's what i think of um so yeah i agree that that the list there's a hundred songs on the list, so I think they got most of the songs that you would think of there. But it's just the, it's like some of it I have an issue. Like I have an issue with the Bobby Schmurder being number six because yeah, while I agree that was a New York, you know, classic New York song which I liked a lot, but the re- one of the reasons it was so big was because the New York sound had left. You know what I mean? Like it was like mm. it was like the first one, mm. first back. first like New York gritty song that blew up in a long time so maybe so maybe it should be higher than than you would think here's an example of something i don't get though like when you get to like 25 and 26 they got lil kim crush on you which i love that song but i don't know why that's that's like a a especially new york song yeah Yeah, i I, i'm with you on that with you on that and then to have then to have top billing which is definitely (laughs) like that's that's top billing got to be like top 10 you know, I mean, that's, it's, that's a, a, it's yeah. so it's so New York and such a classic that Fifty Cent, you know, made a song on that's also should be on this list based yeah. off that yeah. beat alone. Or, so or Mary J. Blige, Real Love, right? Sell so, same sample yeah. off of that. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, you know, I would have a like I don't get why Lil Kim Crush on You is there. Um, oh. Even even Cream, great great song by Wu Tang, but is that the most New York? Of all their songs, um, yeah. Of all their songs, even on that album, I, I'm I'm fine with it being on the list. I definitely think it's going to be on the list, and I think a lot of it has to do with kind of that point I was making, Murph. Right? Like that's such an iconic beat. That beat is iconic New York beat. Um, do I think it's the most New York Wu Tang song? No, I don't think so. But it's it's definitely it definitely deserves to be on the list. I have no problem. I actually really feel like Crushing You shouldn't be on the list because of the point you made. It, it's it's a New York artist. It yes. was probably the blow-up <clears throat> single for Kim nationwide, no no but I don't doubt. think when you listen to it, you're like, I don't think New York. Right, right. And I, I, I think, I think that's, I think that's a problem with it. I will say this, going back to the Schmurder joint, before we get Brian's thoughts on this, I think you make a good point, Jamal, in the fact that it deserves to be where it is, and it is a fact that it is easily the biggest song with that gritty New York sound that is blown up nationally. Probably easily in the last, I don't know, 15 to 20 years, easily. So I think that's why people placed it, but maybe we've placed it too high too early. 
I didn't have a major problem with it because I kind of understand why people look at it that way because its impact was huge. But maybe it's a little too high too early, and I think that would be fair. Yeah. Brian, what did you think about the list? And uh, since you're younger than everybody else here, um, <laughs> you know, some of the, the younger Younger people, than everyone else, but I'm the one having fucking internet problems. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and audio problems because you're just yelling into the mic and you hurt all our ears. Jesus. There we go. A lot better. Get the mic away from your face. <laughs> nah, it's different when you're on your phone because fucking, you know, certain companies like Spectrum can't get their fucking shit together, right? Well, glad I, glad I don't have Spectrum. I was going to say, Spectrum ain't going to be sponsoring this podcast. Oh, I can't, I can't, I actually can't say, I can't say too much about them too bad. I'll get to that another time. Yeah, go ahead. Respect to all, let me see, six, seven, 12, 11, I think 11 people who worked on this list and Vulture for putting it out. Um, I hate the order. I'm just going to be straight up. I, I hate the order of it. Uh, Peso, that uh, ASAP Rocky is 97. It shouldn't be on this list. Brooklyn uh, <laughs> is way too low. Um, no Sleep Till Brooklyn is probably too low. Definitely Wang too low. Is too low. Itty Bitty Piggy is not even Nicki Minaj's most sounding New York song. And to be honest with you, this is not a really a New York song, even though it's from 2009. Uh, Chinks, rest in peace. I'm a Coke boy feature in French Montana. Like, I understand what we do with artists when they die. That shouldn't be on this list. If you're talking about 100 songs that really embody New York City in that way, my biggest issue on this list is the Azalea Banks song. A lot of people don't even know Azalea Banks makes music. They just know her for her antics. And I'm going to be gentle because she was actually posting some weird stuff on social media recently that, you know, hopefully that she's doing all right now. But, um... I've probably heard four of her songs ever, this being one of them, and I forgot that it existed. It didn't even perform that well in America, but it performed well internationally, which means that it's probably more of an international-sounding song. Because when I hear it, I want to party in, like, Denmark or Amsterdam. I don't think about Harlem. She's from Denmark <laughs> or Amsterdam. I what, love you, it. what you know about partying in Denmark and Amsterdam? Yeah. I mean, no, Brian, listen, B, <laughs> B, when you when, when you're ready, we can go to Copenhagen, my dude. We have a good time. Hop on <laughs> some bikes. Sure. You know what I mean? November is kind of important to determine the future of travel in this country. But I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted Pro- on problem that. with Copenhagen is I don't think you rock with the uh, clientele, shall we say, over there. I don't know. But you got to expand your mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's so, funny. So, it's funny, though, because a friend wait, of mine. Hold, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Let me and before 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 I even get into like what I really want to get into, I just want to say this, too. They pretty much nailed this top 10. I will say that. Order we can quibble with. I would have New York State of Mind number one, Shook One's number two. Uh, but whatever. Like, The Message is up there by Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five. Um, I'm trying to remember what else was in the top 10. But my own missions, and I have a lot of them. I have Survival of the Fittest. Survival of the Fittest by Mob Deep. So absolutely. That's, cra- that's crazy when, that's not on there. When I crazy. think of Mob Deep, I think of Mob Deep, I think of three records. I think of Shook One's part two, I think of Survival of the Fittest, I think of Quiet Storm part two with Lil' Cat. Those are the first three records I think of. Quiet Storm is on this list, but it's like 39 or something like that. Very low. I would would argue that that's five. And look, you could say like, oh, but you can't have too many of this artist, too many of this artist. But look, those artists are legendary and great for a reason. I don't care about balance when I'm making a best 100 list, period. Which brings me to my next song, my next song, If I Rule the World. I mean, to me, that very new york sounding yeah um, uh, yeah that's a good one not poppy song but like a new york sounding commercial record like no i can tell 
that the that it's a commercial record made by a New York artist. Um, and Lauren Hill is from Jersey, so close enough. Right. Uh, Lighters Up by Lil Kim. That, See, that should have been on there instead of uh, Crush on You, right? I would have gone. If you yeah, Lighters, I agree. I, like, right. I agree. I agree. That should have been that. That's the Kim song you go with if you're gonna put a, a New York Kim song. I agree with that. Lighters Up by Lil' Kim was a massive, massive record on uh, Naked Truth, which, I mean, controversially became a five-mic album. Should not have been. Which Dexter talked about before. Lighters Up still, to me, is one of the hardest records that I've ever heard in my life. Um, yeah. Made You Look, another Nas record that I felt like should have been on there. Just I thought on, that was, thought that was talk- a fair one. If you're talking about sound... If you're talking about the feel of New York, if you're talking about the music video, you know what I mean. What's the world? Is it, did the world is yours make this list? I don't think it yeah, did. Yeah, it did. It oh, did. did. Okay, it did. Okay, it, it's, I, I was about to say. It's like in the fifties. Yeah, yeah. I, I would put "Made You Look" above 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 uh, the world is yours in terms of New York sound. I probably no, uh, would. Back to Kim. I, I think I might put "No Time On" ahead of "Crush On You" for New York sound. I mean, I think it's a better choice. I right. think Big Mama thing is a better choice. I can put that there too. Um, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'll think about that. And Money Power Respect was low on this list too. I yeah. felt like that would have been higher since we're talking about Little Kim. You know, that's another thing I would bring up. Uh, just like music, Eric Sermon to mm-hmm. me, that's kind of like, so. We talked about what's the sound in New York, right? And Dexter, you mentioned the jazz samples and things like that. Marvin Gaye sample on that. Mm-hmm. With Marvin Gaye on it. Like to me, that's a New York summer record. And it yeah. came out in the summer of 2002. It did. Um, yeah. And my favorite artist ever, Keith Murray, haha, callback to a previous Ain't Hard to Tell podcast episode, uh, has a verse on the rhythmics of that. So, yeah. Oye, uh, Biganto. Come on, yo. It's yo. like, Oye, by yo. North. Listen, you, you know what? Oye, Biganto. Yo. Yeah, that, I don't know how that was left off. People talk about New York being a melting pot, right? What song more embodies it than that record, right? Yeah, that, that was, that's, my, that's my jam, too. I don't remember a thing Nori said in that record, and I love Nori. <laughs> but everyone remembers the hook. That's oh, just yeah, a song that, you yeah. know you know you're outside of a barbecue. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just know. Or you're uh, and yeah. I have, Live, I have, Live at the Barbecue could have been up there. Was that, did Live at the Barbecue, not, did it make this list? I don't think so. Oh, and that, see, that would have been a good early 90s nomination. I have three uh, more, and then I'll give it back to y'all. Uh, In the Club by 50 Cent. Yeah. Is, yeah. Was that just, uh, that's just like a party anthem that anywhere, no matter where you at, like that just gets great me. production. I hear too much West Coast do Dre in the bass line with the, with the guitar and that. So I don't, that doesn't do it for me. I'm not, I don't miss that there. Well, I'm also, I'm also remembering how often I heard it in New York when it was out. Now it could have been just because like whatever 50 cent and it was a club record or whatever. And it's hot 97 and whatever, you know. I'll put in the club over some of the records that are on here. I'll put it that way. So is the, Langston on there? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, Triumph, which we talked about in, yeah. the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the DM. I think that's and, a very uh, overrated they, song, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> and, yeah, there's a couple. And then Empire State of Mind, a song that I don't really like. Uh, yeah. It's one of the most overplayed songs in history. But, but it's, it's a New York song, right? Like, it's, yeah. It's a version of New York State of Mind. It's what white people think of New York when they hear 
Yeah. Uh, thing about New York City, like that's what they had. And I'm saying that with love. I'm not saying that as a disparaging thing. I'm like, right. the, the, like you think of New York State of Mind. Probably I think of Oyemi Ganto. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why think of New York State of Mind? Because they they think New York is bright lights, big city. Because they don't want to go to certain neighborhoods. Well, and, and to your point, Brian, Empire State of Mind <laughs> replaces. For I mean, it, it's such a crossover hit. It had it replaced. Frank Sinatra's New York, New York as the New York anthem, right? Like, New York, Frank Sinatra's New York, New York is no longer a thing, right? Like, and you know that when Yankee Stadium, they, they play Empire State of Mind instead of, right? Like, because that, that's the song, right? Like, that is, and, and it, it happened right after 9-11, which, of course, is a defining thing for this city. So it, that makes a lot of sense to me that if you're trying to do, like, a, a, a define New York, that song definitely defines New York. Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. I'd agree with that. I agree. I think think it's... Sorry, Murph. I'll say one thing. I do... And I think Brian brought this up yesterday. I think it's actually crazy because of that statement that Jay doesn't have a song here higher than 41. His highest song is Dead Presidents. One of the glaring omissions to me is where is where I'm from? How is that not on there? That is a <laughs> gritty, grimy Jay Z song right. that's iconic. How you don't have that on there is insane to me. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I also think that you know it's hard for me to even put any like straight up radio hits on here because that's not what I think about when I think about New York hip hop. I had a friend of mine had to be like four or five years ago. A good friend of mine down south. He's a producer. Uh, you know, done some stuff with Ninth, Ninth Wonder, and he asked me to put to, to give him a playlist of some like just raw New York stuff. And this is like four or five years ago, so I found the playlist. I called it "Cold Night in Brooklyn," right? Mm. So I won't name them. There's 20 songs, but you know, I got Bucktown. I got uh, Bucktown's not on here. No, it is. No. It's on there. It's, it's Bucktown's on, on there. there. I was the same. How many how many MCs? Mm-hmm. I got my lifestyle, Fat Joe, um, cannabis. I think has to be on there somewhere. I put mm. I put second round knockout. Mm. Um, where I'm from? Yeah, of course. That Sugar Hill AZ. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn, how's that not on there? Un- unbelievable, unbelievable, big. Yeah. I thought when you, when you look at that album, that's like that New York. Yeah. That's know, the new sounding record. That's the one song on there. You know, I agree. Said, uh, Sean Price should be on there somewhere. I love the Meth, Meth vs. Chef. That was just raw, grimy off of Meth's album back mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, World is Yours is on there. New York. I even put New York, New York, Dog Pound. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like how right. they, when they crush the building. Yeah, yeah, when they crush the building. The should be on here also. And uh, I, do you put, would you put uh, Brooklyn by Most Def on here? I, I, I I yeah, that it. song is so long and it has so many different elements to it. Yeah. But yeah, I put it on there. Like I, especially, is, especially the last part of the Roy Air sample, yeah, I definitely put that on there. Yeah. It, it is interesting what we're talking about. Think of, my, 
you get my end? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a New de- York joke. That's a definitely yeah. a New York How joke. How did that not make what, it? What we're saying, though, right? Because, like, look, the, the reality of all this is, is that it's, two, it's a two-part thing, right? Vulture, number one, is got to appeal to a mass and a wider audience, right? Well, if you look at... If you look at a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, and it kind of dovetails into our conversation we're having off mic about how you curate your social media to people that think like you. Like, we're down a specific rabbit hole right now on stuff that people like us listen to and like. But if Vulture's making a, because think about it, their thing is, if somebody from Kansas pulls up this on their on their phone, and they like want to get them, all right, I want to listen to a bunch of New York songs, they probably ain't going to rock with a bunch of stuff that we said. But a lot of the stuff on this list, they'll be like, all right. So it's got to have that balance of commerciality in there. So right. they're like, all right, this is something we'll rock with. And again, music, ultimately, as we all know, is so subjective, right? Like, I mean, it's just what someone thinks is a masterpiece. Somebody else is like, man, it's good, but it ain't all that, right? It's just a, it's a weird thing. I, th- I will say this to that. I think what's glaring on this list is, and I, I think they wanted to put in some of the younger artists. So you saw Bobby Schmurder, You saw... Mm-hmm. Cardi B for Bodak Yellow, obviously one of the other big songs that came, even though I don't feel like that's necessarily a New York sounding song, it was a big New York record. Um, I think seeing that you, when I look at the list, it kind of goes up to Jamal says, you kind of realize there really hasn't been that many big hits out of New York with that sound, or there really hasn't been that many artists that have stepped forward. I think it's really just, you know, there's some Cardi B, Bobby Schmurda, Pop Smoke had a couple, a couple in there, and he's had some hits before he passed away. Um, that that went and even though his music is yeah. not really my cup of tea. On the list by Young and May. Ooh. Yeah, that was a that, that was a, that was an omission. I thought that I thought was bad. I thought Ooh should have been on the list. I think that's one of the better records that have come out in New York in a while. That had been on there. I was, another one I'll also add is I thought Joey Badass's Wave should have been on the list. I thought that was a, a, a it maybe didn't get as big, but in terms of defining the sound, that was a song I heard in 2012 and was like, oh yeah, here's what New York sounds like in his back. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where it is. I guess we could wrap this up by saying when we look at this list, should you be encouraged about the future of songs that define New York or not as encouraged? Because this list is very much heavy in the past if you if you kind of look yeah. at that. And I think it's fair to say that when you look at the list, it's very heavy in the past. And is there really hope for the future in terms of the New York sound? Well, I, I think it's, it's all relative now, right? Like we talked about how before rap was it was ge- geographical, right? Like you knew by geography, like it was a sound and it was regional, like because it is the dominant and the mainstream. It, it like hip hop is pop culture now, like right. Like it used to be something like in the eighties, it was like, all right, it's that underground thing. I don't want my kids listening to this stuff no more. Like no, you go into any suburb in America, hip hop is the predominant music you are hearing being played, right? And what that says to me is that a area defining the sound is not really going to be likely anymore right because it's all so much homogenized right because think about pop music you hear one type of song and then literally every other artist that's hot that comes out makes a song that sounds just like that first one right that's just that's that's the music game because ultimately they're in the business of selling used to be records but selling downloads right so if they know this song gets a billion downloads we got to create 10 more songs just like that one and that's that's the that's the mindset they do. Unless you're some independent artist and you can do your own thing and you don't give a fuck about selling records, then you then you might do a, a a sound. But if you're trying to make that money, no no no, you're gonna follow whatever it is that's making the money right now. Right. Yeah. The the sound for New York, I mean, it's pretty much. I mean, the sound for everywhere is evolved and kind of blended together. Like even if you hear current albums, to me, the New York sounding artists right now are just Griselda and Sky Zoo 
are probably doing it better than anyone else in terms of what a true New York sound is. Um, I listen to Nas. Yeah, yeah. Young M.A., and then I listen to Nas's King's Disease album, and, you know, they're, like, 21, 20, uh, 27 Summers has some, obviously, trap elements to it, southern elements to it, but there are a bunch of songs in there that I'm like, oh, this is a New York record, like, Blue Benz is a New York record, Car 85 is a New York record, The Cure is a New York record, um, The Intro is a New York record, like, you know, it, it's all over the album, but I think the sound is going to continue to evolve into a different place, and I think in future lists, people are going to reach to, you know, appeal to, as Gerard mentioned, the masses and just recency bias as a whole. Like, I just think that's what it's going to be. So we'll see. But I I think that, you know, I give them props for the top 10. And as far as future lists, I mean, we'll see. I just, you know, Vulture, Vulture also put a a ranking of Jay-Z's records worst to best and you know that one. We can quibble with that. One. I, I gotta check. Like, I gotta uh, check that out. Then. Yeah, it it, it, it wasn't great. But shout really? out to Cochran, who who's part of this list. We gotta get her on one of these shows. We do. She's 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 cool. He's one really. She used to work in the industry, so like she she knows like her music like shit. She'll be like, all right, let me tell you why this record didn't happen because of X Y Z and all that. Like, yeah, and it's hard. And hopefully that happens because like you know hopefully it happens when my fucking connection is better. <laughs> Jesus you're so you're so mad at this connection. <laughs> Wait, is this is is this a? I'm looking at. Did Vulture do this? It's the ranked his songs, all 274 of his songs from Best of Us. I saw a Nas list like that too somewhere. You know what? You know what's funny? I did I did see this. I did see this before, and I do remember saying this at the time. The one thing I I do remember about this list is they absolutely nailed Jay Z's worst song. The 285 <laughs> is absolutely 285, and that is anything off of Kingdom Come, and that is the worst Jay Z song yes. I've ever heard, undoubtedly, and they got that right. Now I do remember, I do remember having issues with this list, where there were some great songs I thought that were way too low. Um, yeah, Kingdom yes. Come, of course. I think every every fan of Jay Z and every fan of hip hop will agree that is his worst album by far. I do not think that's his worst album, actually. Oh, I what's think, his worst album? I think Magna Carta is his Magna worst Carta, album. I, I, I thought you were going to go. I, I was like, okay. It's if you, if it's, you said one of those two, I'd be like, all right, all right. It's all right. in my bottom three of Jay-Z albums. It's definitely in my bottom three. But I, I, it's, 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 it, I haven't really, like, these are, to me, these are all pretty bad albums. Uh, Kingdom Come, Blueprint 3, and Magna oh, Carta. Blueprint 3 Blueprint is underrated. Yeah, you bugging on that. I think you're bugging on that. Very overrated album. Yeah. Is it? Very, I don't think it's. I think it's. I think it's solid. I also think that Dark Fantasy is overrated, so I can't really talk to him on this. So well, so, well, so do I. I think Dark Fantasy is a little overrated. You, you wild into? I know it's all right. <laughs> oh man. Well, what'd you say, Brian? What'd you say? Hasn't really aged either. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I don't. I've explained. We had this when we had Gerard in the pod before. And I explained this when I explained this before what I felt when I talked when we were up with Bomani Jones and Pablo. I don't it's too many it's too heavy for you. I know too many. It's a little too feature heavy for me, but it's really good album. It was definitely Kanye's best work since graduation. It's definitely you could put it in his top three to four. It is not always. I just don't think it's classic the way other people do. That doesn't mean I don't think it's a very good album. There's two different things. So when I say right. overrated, I mean we're literally splitting hairs. Like I think it's here, and other yeah. people have it here. Like, that's it. Like to me, a classic album is a nine and above. A lot of people have that album as nine and above. I think it's probably eight or eight point five. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same. I'm kind of in the same world. And I'm not gonna. But but if somebody says it's a nine, I don't think they're necessarily crazy. Like I'm not. You know what I mean? Like I kind of see where somebody gets there. We're talking probably about a song or two. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Just fine. I'm not gonna really argue with anybody about it. So listen, so the soul Paul today on my run, and I was like, ooh, yeah. So Paul is my favorite song on there. I, was like, I, I, was like, I, I can see why Brian's Brian's favorite song. Have, I can tell. Listen, you. we know why, Brian. <laughs> Wait, why? Why? It's got the, it's got Brian energy. Let's just put it like that. Plus, plus, I like to I like to believe that you walk around so appalled about a lot of things. About a lot of things. <laughs> like like that's just that's just something I would believe. One time for your mind this week, keeping it to a whole hip hop episode. And uh, album's been out for a little bit. Brian and I wanted to talk about it. Uh, Conway, The Machine, hmm. his Shady Records debut, From a King to a God, dropped. We've had some time to sit with this. And you know, Brian and I, we, we sometimes, you know, we have some stuff we might split hairs and feel differently, but we're pretty close on this album. Um, I don't know about you, B, but I came away listening to this and I was like, okay, I'm impressed. And I will say something to the listeners that I had said to Brian a couple weeks ago. I talked about Conway and his talent as a rapper and what he's done in Griselda. And I compared him to somebody uh, from sort of my era of growing up listening to hip hop, and I said, you know, Conway reminds me of sort of today's Beanie Siegel. Mm. Uh, somebody, it was a comparison I loved, by the way. Yeah, and loved somebody it. that's got a real gritty street sound, real gritty bars, but also can give you a little bit of great introspection. And I think Conway has a really good balance of that. I'd like to see him lean a little bit more sometimes in introspection, but he did uh, on this album, I think, on a song with Brian's boy, Freddie Gibbs. Seen Everything But Jesus, really, really good song. In fact, mm-hmm. probably, I would argue, two of my 15 or 20 favorite songs of this year uh, in terms of hip-hop are with Conway and Freddie Gibbs. Also, Freddie Gibbs had a song with Conway on his project uh, with Alchemist called Babies and Fools that I think is a really dope song. Um, also, very introspective, heavy song, too. Yeah. Um, but with all that being said, this is a really good project from Conway, man. A re- and I say that, I mean a really, really good project from Conway. That seemed a lot more focused if you've been following his work through his Griselda releases, mixtapes, and you know, um, you know, non-traditional albums that they've been putting out here, independent albums here and there. This one seemed really focused. Conway's really focused on this. Pro- Conway's really focused on this project. Um, comes in for those who have not listened to it at 14 tracks. Um, there are three skits. The skits were added, uh, and a song was removed. Two skits only, I think. Uh, two is it two skits only? Or is it two, two and one and one that's added to the end of I think Forever Dropping Tears. Forever Dropping Tears. Because it was originally supposed to be three. Then I think they just added the third one where Shay's speaking right. uh at the end of that song. Right. Which makes it I think I think that's probably why the song is like seven minutes. Seven yeah. minutes, right. And I think it was supposed to be fifteen tracks and it wasn't. Right. And yeah. so you have that and you know, obviously DJ Shay, rest in peace, uh down with the Griselda crew have produced some tracks that you might know from their work and also did a lot of work in getting them on the map to where they are now. Yo, um, heard heard uh, Tana Talk 2, because I sent you the link today. Uh, Tana that. Talk 2 on YouTube. I was listening to it a little bit. Benny Benny put that out in 2009, I believe, and it's just on YouTube. Someone just uploaded it. Shouting out DJ Shea on different songs throughout that, too. And I think there were a couple Conway verses that you heard. Obviously, that was before like he got shot. So he sounds a little bit different, but 
like that was interesting to hear as well. So yeah, RIP DJ Shay. I, I think that's the other thing I've been impressed, and I've said this listening to the Conway album over the years, is that, you know, um obviously people don't know Conway was shot in the back of the head. He has Bell's palsy, which is slightly uh, affected, paralyzed, I forget which side of his face. But it's amazing how he's had to adjust his rapping career from that and how still he's able to be very clear and understanding and still great with his flow and everything else has come with that. Um, and I mean, like, if, you, if you're if you a fan of bars and you're a fan of gritty bars, and Conway brought it on this album. I mean, he brought it. If you like, if you came here looking for the Griselda sound, mm. that dark, gritty New York sound, as we talked about earlier in this episode, then yeah. you got it on this album. Um, look, there's a lot of standout tracks on here. Brian and I just talked before we just decided to do the segment and talking about the fact that we don't really have much that we're skipping on this album outside of the, you know, the interludes. I think it's interludes, not no disrespect to what Shay put into this, but you know, over some time I might be like, I don't necessarily care to listen to that in the flow of the album. Not that they're bad or anything because they're not. And yeah, they but actually, you just want to keep it to the songs. I right. Um, but in far as, as far as the songs go, you know, for me, maybe there's two songs I'm kind of like, I would skip. And I'm going to say they're not this. I've always talked about this before. Brian knows about this. Yes. I call, there's a thing I call cleaning the house skippers, yeah. right? Cleaning the house skippers mean the song is so bad that if you were cleaning your house and you were playing this joint or whatever your system is in your house, would you go over to your phone or whatever it is to skip the song? That's called, that's to me a really bad skipper. This doesn't have a cleaning the house skipper, okay? I can clean right, the house right. and play it through, right? It doesn't have that, oh man, yo, because when I'm cleaning the house, I'm going to let people know, don't, yo, don't F up my vibe, man. Don't yeah. kill my vibe on it, because if the song's killing my vibe, I'm going right over to skip that. And I don't want to have to do that. So generally, when I play albums to clean the house, I play albums where I'm not going to have to do that. So yeah. this, you know, I feel like that's a very strong testament I can give to this album. It does not have that kind of song. A lot of quality music. Um, very impressed with Conway on this album. I think this is going to be up there in our albums of the year. Obviously, we have a little bit more to go, uh, but it's going to be up there. We'll see. So B, how did, how did it sit with you? Uh, after listening, you know, because we've sounded it for a while now, which I'm glad we didn't rush into our reactions to this. But how is it sitting with you still today? And people who listen to the show and watch the show know that if we're gonna do this with an album, we must re either really like the album or be really disappointed by the album because we don't talk about <clears throat> every single album on the show. Uh, that's just what it is. Uh, if you want to lure me into your album, give me an intro that makes me feel like I want to fight somebody. Right. So with, wow. with, Con, with Conway, with Kanye, when I hear <clears throat> the beginning of the beginning of From King to a God, the first song is from from King. Right. I hear the beat. There's not a snare in there. Uh, the dude is talking in the beginning and it's like, oh, if I if my test for a really good intro, not all the time, because like sometimes you get the you get the introspective intro, kind of what Nas did on King's disease. Right. My test for a really good intro that's going to get my heart pumping is, could I see somebody coming out to this for a fight? And and kind of like The Truth with Beanie Siegel, the song titled The Truth, yeah. uh, which is the first thing on there. It's like, oh, right away, like you, you could see somebody from Philadelphia, like Hank Lundy coming out to fight to that <laughs> song, right? So we're from King, which is, one of, is, is, is my first or second most played song off the album. Love it. And then I'm not going to go through the entire track list, but a couple of my favorites, we'll get into it. Lemon, which we've already talked about on this show. Ooh. Meth Man, Verse of the Year Candidate. Conway's Verse, also very good on that song. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, what's it called? Oh, and and Frump King also has one of my favorite lines on the whole album. The one about uh, giving his shoot all his shooters the green light. He's Dan Tony. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> That, those four bars, oh, that's that's just great writing. And as a journalist, I could appreciate that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, uh, Juvenile Hell was something that grew on me a little bit. Yeah. Like, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, you know, I kind of thought whatever it is. But now, like, Havoc, as my brother says, is one of the most underrated producers probably ever. I that agree. Is a really good beat. That is a really good freaking beat. Uh, and it's good to hear from Lloyd Banks. Yo, Havoc, I will say that Havoc, Havoc did his thing on the production, man. I mean, and I agree with your brother. Shout out to Havoc. Actually, side story. I think I've told you this before. I don't know if I told this podcast. Once sat next to Havoc on a plane flying to South by Southwest, ran, random joint. And I think Static Selector came on the plane and thought that I was with Havoc. And he came over to give Havoc a pound, pound, and he gave me a pound, too. And, of course, I gave him a pound like I was supposed to be rolling there with Havoc. I mean, talk to Havoc. He was cool. Nothing didn't bother him the whole flight, but it was, he was cool. Havoc, yeah, totally underrated producer, but he the production on this is great. Just and, the production's and, dope. And, and Havoc kind of looks like Floyd Mayweather. Um, What's it called? Front Lines is probably my most favorite. It's probably my most played song on the album and one of my favorites. The second verse on Front Lines, Maybe my favorite verse on the whole on the whole record, maybe on the entire album. Well, take well taking out Method Man's verse, but yes, I get I get you. Right. Well, it, but just in terms of like the commentary, like that's Conway's social commentary. Yeah, yeah. That's what that is. And yeah. it's, it's it is introspective and things like that. The front lines this is great, and the second verse, twenty four bars, it was exceptional. Um, Spurs three, Benny's verse, one of my favorites. His final bar. Also, one of my favorites on the entire album. Uh, I, it, it's not only directed at uh, Takashi Six Nine. I feel like, but it's directed to dudes just like, like that. Him. Um, <laughs> Which I know you. I know you're there for the calling out of that. I can't stand that dude. I can't believe that he's from Bushwick. Um, and seen everything. Seen everything but Jesus with Freddie Gibbs, and then Forever Dropping Tears. Those are probably my. F- four or five favorite records, however however many I named there. I, I also, there's another record I'm going to add. I, I told Brian this before. I love Jesus Crisis. Crisis, very underrated producer who I liked on a lot of stuff with the Justice League and Ninth Wonder. Uh, one of my favorite bars is actually in that song. Uh, people trying to stop my goals. I'm going to make it messy. Love that. Love the play with Messi right there. It's one of my dope, dope bars I thought Conway had in there. Really good line. Just flowing well on that beat. Um, also, he gets a primo track to close out this album. Uh, yeah, nothing less. Yep, nothing he, less. Like, the, it, it was great. Like he he was able to get like a lot of A list production on here. Obviously, Derringer, who yep. does a lot of the in house stuff and for Griselda. But then we mentioned uh, Conway and DJ Premier and Eric Sermon also. Yeah, Eric, Eric Sermon, Sermon. Who's, who's one of my favorite. Producers. What's so, what song did Eric Sermon produce again? I think he did uh, Forever, was Fre- Forever Forever Dropping Drop Tears. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check this, just to make sure. But as now, like getting into just where this sort of ranks, because this is some we've di- we digested this a little bit more comparison to uh, when we did our Nas review. Although everything I said in that Nas review still stands, if not more so, because that album continues to get better with age. In terms of my like my knee jerk reaction was this is like an eight eight and a half out of ten, uh, and to me. Like, I'm not somebody who's just giving everything a nine, nine and a half. So I'm not saying that to be, like, disrespectful or whatever, because I don't know if we've really had a true classic album this year other than maybe King's Disease, which I'm still sort of not, you know, there with it yet. Mm. This, to me, is as good as any album that's come out this year. And 
if I had to put like my top five albums of the year so far, this is probably second for me so far. King's Disease, uh, From King to a God. And then after that, I don't know. I'm still kind of playing with the order, but Boldy James's album is there. The first one, um, The Price of Tea in China. Uh, we know what the, I know what the other two is. We've talked about this. Oh, Alfredo, duh, Freddie Gibbs, my guy. Well, don't give away yeah. your whole, don't give away, let people know your whole list before we get to December. Well, it's going to change. This Man, I hope, hopefully, now. maybe and, not. <laughs> and, and, run, and run the jewels for Maybe, um, maybe. But I'm, I'm, I'm certain it's gonna change because we're. I think we're getting Cole. I think we're getting Kendrick. Nice. One or the other. Oh. I think we're getting Benny and Hit. No, we are getting Benny and Hit Boy. Uh, not September 25th like we expected, but in October, according to Benny, he's coming. These are all albums that could contend there, and there's still stuff that I missed that I still have to go back to. Yeah, we, and we are, we are getting a Sky Zoo album. All the brilliant things that's, that Sky I know Zoo. he's. Pretty much friend finishing. Of, friend of the show, Sky Zoo. Zoo yeah, and we will talk. Possibly. We will talk to him once that Fast once that drops. Here three times. Yeah, so looking to make it four. We'll talk to the, we'll talk to him for sure once that drops. Um, yeah, I mean it's high for me. And, and and by the way, AZ uh, is probably going to drop Do or Die too. And who knows? Look, you know I'll, I'll say this real quick on that. AZ dro- Brian sent me a little uh, tweet from AZ. The little collaboration Kip, he's got Kip going Kip on with Kith. Yeah. A little Kith collaboration he's got going on, and AZ is in this in this video. Check it out, people. As AZ has it tweeted out, Kith has tweeted it out. Um, he's spitting some bars acapella in the studio. It's kind of cut, you know, in, in different ways. But like, you know, AZ sounded lyrically sharp, man. He sounded like he's got the Ginsu sword ready, like he's ready to go. And I'm like, okay, there are not ten dudes I would pick to hear before AZ in terms of like a acapella for a 60 second commercial. Like there are not 10 <laughs> dudes I'm picking. Before I'm, I'm actually really excited to hear. <laughs> I, I know Nas said he did some stuff for him and he wanted himself some stuff on his album. So I expect Nas to be in that album, but I'm really excited to hear them on another track. Um, also wouldn't be surprised if that is on the, what we think might be coming in that Nas and Primo album. Uh, not Nas, Nas and AZ on Supremo. He did this to, yeah, to, I, I'm. To I'm still doing that, and Nas just don't. Nas, man, just just make it happen, bro. Just make it happen, man. Like we, we just make it happen. We just, we just, we just, just give us ten, just ten. Records. Just ten, ten. Records. That's, that's all we asked for, and that's fine. Look, uh, I'm with you. It's hard for me to see this lower than second in the year for me right now. Um, it's also hard for me to see this album drop anywhere out the top five. Now, something other stuff can come out and pass it for sure. But it's hard for me to see that. This is a very strong project. Conway should be proud. I I will go out on a limb and say, I mean, I think this is easily the best Griselda project that has ever dropped, period. Um I yeah, I I think it definitely is. It's it's it's, it's the it's the tightest, it's the most complete, it's got the best concepts on it's it. It's my favorite. Great I'll bars. Say that. It's my favorite. Yeah, I, I don't you might emotionally feel tied better or something, but I think in terms of quality, this this is it. Um yeah, it's, is this, it's either this or maybe the last ten, the last ten to talk. Yeah, right. Yeah, probably, I mean, you know, I'll probably that. Or I could argue plugs I met, even though it's EP. But like in terms yeah. of like, and we were album talking length, yesterday about West Side Gun's discography and like Supreme Blind Tell, where is that? Right. H, Herm, uh, Hermes Wade's where seven. Yeah. Seven, seven. Yeah, Hermes, Hermes <laughs> wears seven. I ain't gonna say that title. Excuse me, Hermes wears Hitler wears Hermes, but yeah. yeah. Um, I realized I was like all tongue tied. Nah, but it's it's good, and I mean, look, look, we'll see. But if you haven't checked it out, uh, check out that Conway, uh, from a king to a god album. 
uh, like I said, good production, good bars, features that work uh, on this, really good features on this, actually. Uh, I'm, I've never been the hugest Lloyd Banks fan, but I like Lloyd Banks' feature on Juvenile Hell. Good verse by him there. Uh, Gibbs, as we said, did his thing. Dej Loaf on this album as well, too. Uh, El Camino, uh, Flea Lord, also on this album. Armani Caesar uh, on this album. And Method Man really steals the show. I, I mean, arguably rap feature of the year, arguably verse of the year. I don't think I've still yet heard a better verse than what Method Man has spit this year. Um, and, and, and Armani Caesar's album just dropped, too. I mean, and, yeah. obviously, it's, it's a shorter body of work. It's only 25 minutes of music. But, you know, that's another project that just came out. Came out. That we both like. Like, yeah, we'll discuss more about that at a later date. But uh, check out that Conway if you haven't, From a King to a God. Uh, good hip-hop episode. And let us know what you think about, uh, you know, the hundred uh, songs that we saw on the Vulture list that define New York hip-hop. Let us know what you think about that and how they did. Um, so there's some good conversations around it. That's it for this episode of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us. Be sure to continue to support us in the ways that you do a lot more good content coming out as we are into fall new season a lot of good stuff coming up and we'll have more for you so until next time y'all peace